Welcome to Fintech Chat and News, presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in Fintech Executive Search. Follow us on your favorite podcast player or Fintech Chatter TV on YouTube. I'm Dexter Cousins, and it's been a massive week for the Aussie fintech industry. Intersect 22 was bigger and better than ever. Two days of conversations, insights, friendships being formed, and connections being made, along with lots of reunions, laughs, hugs, and of course, the parties. Out of the hundreds of conversations, I managed to record a few to share with you. I speak to a few fintech legends, as well as founders from the next wave of fintech startups. And I also chat with some of the unsung heroes behind the scenes. Here's a chat with Ryan Edwards Pritchard from Cape. Ryan, great to be with you. Dexter, awesome to be back face to face. How about that? Yeah. So look, we're here at Intersect. It's your first Intersect. You've been here on a panel with Bo from Prosper. I'm going to take you back two years ago, you and I in Manly, when we did the kind of business fintech or the SME fintech special. It was um, one of our most downloaded shows ever. Um, And we were talking about Prosper and you were in stealth mode. And here we are now. You're sitting on a panel with Bo and you're talking about Cape. How much of a head screw is that? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's, I can't believe that was two years ago. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah, like uh, they say, never, never meet your heroes. <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, uh, Bo, uh, that was my first time meeting Bo as well. So he was brilliant. And just being able to, prior to the panel, uh, chat chew the fat in terms of the prosper journey because uh, the guys there are now 10 years old uh, everything they've been through everything they've done achieved and what they've got coming up like it's uh, really inspiring to kind of hear that and to actually get the opportunity to sit on a panel with him and yeah like you say the irony of the situation is that exactly two years ago <laughs> pretty much the month in fact um we were there we hadn't yet launched kate we didn't re- like we didn't know what kate was going to be we had we had a an inkling in terms of the direction we want to take and the kind of the problems we want to solve uh but it's incredible just kind of thinking back because we were talking about them i think we were talking about judo but in yeah. a couple of others and yeah. um, and we're talking about um just what a, an amazing opportunity it is in terms of sme back banking uh it is it here in australia so yeah uh, it's kind of gone full circle and today managed to sit down with bo and yeah we were talking about uh business banking in australia and kind of like the banks i mean it was positioned as the banks versus the fintechs within the sme space but i, I feel like maybe i'm biased here in saying it i feel like we were quite balanced in the sense of the opportunities yeah. for both sides and actually uh just the um the need for both of them to kind yeah. of exist and find a way forward uh, and both play into their strengths. So it was, uh, yeah, it was an absolute p- privilege to sit on the panel with both those guys. Uh, awesome. Uh, them and I was going to say, uh, we had Patreon and it was uh, yeah. moderated by Jennifer Harrison. Yeah. Um, so like, I mean, Patreon's kind of emerged around about the same time as we did that chat as well. And, you know, awesome to see what they're doing. 
but do you want to tell us a bit more about Cape and you guys and you know, kind of where you're at and, and what is the problem that you figured out to solve? Well, a great question. Yeah, so the, we are, and I did say this on the panel, we're, we're the, I guess the new kids on the block, Patron had been around a little bit before us. Um, for, for Cape in terms of the problem that we're solving, we have seen a acceleration in terms of the disaggregation of financial services over the last five to 10 years. Uh, and that has not helped finance teams. It has hindered them. Um, and all of a sudden, if you consider what it takes in terms of your finance stack, just to run things day to day across your card issuer, whether that's prepaid, debit, credit, across your expense management software, reimbursement software, corporate travel software, um, and everything else that you can imagine, uh, it's caused a huge headache when it comes to financial admin. Uh, and just this lack of interconnectedness, you know, just being a real burden uh, when you're having to actually move data through all of those different systems. So for us, what we've done is we've actually collapsed all that down onto one simple platform um, to help businesses move quicker. Uh, and I think the thing that we realized with this disaggregation was um, slowing people down, slowing businesses down, um, slowing decisions down, you know, and this kind of day and age, you know, especially in terms of the current market conditions, which are pretty fierce out there and have been for the last three to six months, you need to have a real-time view of what's going on in your business there and there uh, at your fingertips. Uh, and um, by consolidating all this into one place, you've got that and you can make very well-informed decisions about based in terms of cash flow, what do you need to do? What levers do you need to pull? Um, and if that means you can make decisions to go invest a little bit more in terms of growth via AdWords, and then you're not waiting around for a decision to be made you know, through the approval process for somebody to go and say, yeah, sure, spend a couple thousand more dollars on there. You know, we're automating all of that expense policy mm. approval process for small business owners. So what's really interesting about what you've just shared there, Ryan. Um, you know, from a recruitment perspective, particularly executive search, the discussions that I'm now having, um, we've had this almost consolidation period, you know, unfortunately redundancies, I think businesses have looked at 2023. Nobody's, you know, massively optimistic. I think, you know, this expect headwinds still. And so it's gonna be an environment where growth is gonna come from two things, getting very, very, you know, kind of old school around growing the top line, you know, and kind of, you know, traditional selling and, you know, the bottom line and how do we kind of strip costs out. Um, something like a CAPE solution sounds like it's absolutely tailor-made to support founders on that journey and startups on that journey and smaller businesses. Yeah, 100%. So we do talk about this a lot internally in terms of what our North Star is um, and just really clearly articulating what our mission is. So the mission for CAPE is all about uh, building complete expense nirvana for our customers, help take the headaches away around month end and chasing people for receipts. But the North Star, which is the really important part of that point that you just made there is saving businesses a billion dollars a year, which is a big lofty target, but it's something that we're working towards over the next five to 10 years. Uh, and it's all about how do we put more money back into the pockets of small business owners? Mm. 
Uh, some of those, you know, it, it's quite simply through looking at FX transactions um, and the cost of FX. You know, when you take into consideration that at average it's about three percent. Um, otherwise, it's then having that kind of intelligence layer over the top of transactions and understanding where, for example, with subscriptions, uh, which is one of the big things for modern businesses, fifty to one hundred subscriptions. Any of these guys and girls are going to have set up. You know, where you've got overlapping subscriptions, duplicate subscriptions, orphan subscriptions, zombie subscriptions, you know, where suddenly your cost base in terms of GCP, AWS is kind of increasing drastically overnight, you know, helping business owners and finance teams identify where those wasteful purchases are, are happening at the source and actually eradicating them. And then there's the other side of things, which is actually having software you know, control uh, payments going through the cards themselves uh, is the is the other thing. So taking your exp expense policy and codifying that into the payment rails so that when you distribute your virtual cards across your team, 10 people, 50 people, couple hundred people, there is never a cent that's spent outside of the mm. expense policy. And obviously in the world that we live in today, which is still very much remote and hybrid, you never get to see the, the white of the eyes. Yeah of those staff, elbow to elbow as we are right now. So you need to put your trust into a system. So that decentralization is a really important thing to ensure that you can confidently empower your staff to go do their job without jeopardizing your cash flow. Now, I've, um, it's been a bit of a privilege kind of watching this Cape journey from the very kind of moment of an idea to you sat now in front of me. Um, and there are many things that I kind of admire about you and how you've gone about doing this. But I think one of the things that really, I think, has set Cape apart and you apart has been your approach to bringing on what I would say is a fantastic team with, you know, not a huge lot of resources. It's not like you've raised nope. you know, you know, millions and millions of dollars to go and get these people. And yet, you know, I mean, real, you know, like, excellent, you know, outstanding talent, very, very relevant to the space as well. Um, how have you gone about doing that? <laughs> well, oh. do you not want to share this with everybody? No, like, <laughs> mate, it's a, it's, a, it's a thank you. Like, that's uh, very kind, first of all. And yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think the thing that really sets Cape apart from everybody else, I think, you know, there's some great fintechs out there in the market, but We've really had to focus on every single seat that we have, pound for pound, making sure it's the best possible person. Uh, like as you said, you know, we we have to be very frugal. Um, you know, we don't have a huge amount of resources in terms of capital, so we need to be as capital efficient as possible. Uh, and you know, from my perspective, that's meant you know being the recruiter. Uh, you know, and you know. I've, I've, it's an interesting one with other founders and people kind of going through this journey in terms of their take on this, but you have to go out there and you've got to build your own ecosystem of yeah. talent. And, yeah. you know, if I look through all of our staff, you know, some of them have been uh, people that I had coffees with when even before Kate was an idea and I was just chewing the fat in terms of it with different friends and just getting their perspective in terms yeah. of the market. Others, it's been 12 months, 18 months, 24 months in terms of pursuit. And then it's just kind of yeah. a question of time and when are they ready to actually join. Um, but it's it's really been about me building yeah. an ecosystem of talent around me and then bring them in at the right point. And, you know, we need to also kind of apply some context here. You arrived in Australia at the beginning of 2020, just before COVID, without a network or fintech network here. Um, no. Which kind of, you know, I think, you know, obviously necessity meant that you had to go and build that network. 
what I love about what you've shared there is that it, it, it's almost kind of, you know, carbon copy the advice I've been given to founders for the last five, six years, which is hire people like you're raising capital. Yeah. Same amount of energy, time, and everything that you put into raising capital, you have to put that into hiring the best talent. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Like it, it is a, it's definitely a funnel activity, and it's something that you should be actively doing um it's funny i i, <laughs> I talked to our team about it before and i got corrected so i was saying you know that kind of mindset of always be hiring always be recruiting uh, i was corrected by a people team who they're just like it's always be pipelining always right. be pipelining and you can say that in so many different facets yeah. whether it's your customers whether it's investors whether it's talent um but it's a really important activity that you need to do and i, and I think for us you know yeah it was i'm not it was really hard like yeah. uh, coming here uh, different continent not known as soul um, and going into a pandemic you know where you don't have the necessary luxury of just getting to events like yeah. intersect right yeah. or being in say stone chalk or fish burners or tank stream labs where you're going to just bump into these yeah. people serendipitously and start building relationships so it was it was a lot of hard work i think on the engineering and product side you know especially on the engineering side you know it was definitely been a bit more creative in terms of how to interact with engineers on GitHub and like when you're seeing things being pushed, what are they doing um, and actually commenting and like actually approaching and engaging with them in a slightly yeah. different way as opposed to um, things like LinkedIn, which are really important from a employer branding uh, yeah. perspective and uh, employer kind of value proposition. But I think for us, we've we've definitely put a lot of focus on those those different facets and elements and then otherwise it's trying to differentiate yourself against everybody else that's in the market because you just if you're a scrappy little pre-seed seed company it's gonna be really hard for you to compete with the series a series b companies yeah. and beyond that uh, and we, we have to you know we get yeah. regularly people uh, you know larger players larger peers competitors trying to headhunt our talent yeah. out and, and then it's about how do you give people uh, your team a sense of purpose in terms of what it is that you're building and that's been a really invaluable thing uh, to both attract people but also keep them motivated and retained yeah. you know they won't they don't get that sense of purpose elsewhere yeah um, so look, let's look forward to this next 12 months that yeah and let's kind of yeah suppose we're at intersect 2023 what you know, what are some of the achievements and things that you kind of hope that we'll be talking about next year? Ooh, great question. So we talked before about our mission in terms of uh, complete expense nirvana. Uh, you know, and for us, that is our mission over the next 12 months. Um, you know, we realize there is a lot to do in this space around finance automation. Uh, but if you try to do everything, you don't do anything, yeah. right? So we just want to try and focus as much as possible in terms of fixing that over the next 12 months. And that's everything to do with the transactions in that space. That's everything to do with how those transactions interact with uh, your accounting systems, the enrichment, the categorization that's needed, everything to do with receipt capture, receipt management, helping employees say goodbye. Uh, to um, submit an expense reports. For us, it's phase one is all about doing that, achieving that. Yeah, and then phase two from a product perspective is then going on to payments and kind yeah. of everything else. And um, you know, I think for us, that's kind of the different phases that we're looking yeah. at, you know, expenses, payments, 
everything else. Uh, and then the other kind of side of things is just that layer of intelligence we're putting over the top of uh, our platform. You know, we've built two proprietary systems in terms of Axel and Cog. You know, Axel is our customer-facing platform. Cog, Cape Operational GUI, you know, that's our uh, internal system. Uh, and then we're building one out right now as we speak, which is going to change the industry. Ooh, I say it's going to change the industry. I mean, it's going to it's going to support our customers in a very positive way. You know, and for us, you know, the thing that we talk about is how do we help our customers get all of the capability of a finance team without the necessary headcount increase. So that kind of finance team as a service type of mentality. Yeah, and, and that's what we're building into the platform. So the next 12 months, it's uh, complete. I've given you a lot there, but the next 12 months, complete expense yeah, mate, Let's 12 take, months, right? I wasn't talking hey, 2025. Uh, <laughs> but let's, 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 I hope none of your staff, your employees are listening to I could, The product team be like, they're going, oh my, yeah. this was not yeah. in the backlog. Yeah. So let's, let's complete... Ex- uh, complete expense nirvana um, and then for us you know we're very proudly Australian based um, but for us you know we're very much focused in terms of building something for this region um, it doesn't mean every single country but you know we've very much got our sights in terms of taking you know our platform into different geographies around here um, do we think that can be done do we think we can start kind of just getting things in place for that in the next 12 months potentially but we're also cautious you know we don't want to bite off more than we can chew yeah. right now. So we want to, we'd rather consolidate in terms of our resources, capital on building the platform, getting the kind of early runs on uh, and then moving into public launch next year as well. Yeah. We're still in beta. Like yeah. we're still an early stage startup. We, we only kind of um, started onboarding our first customers last quarter. So like yeah. we, we also need to be pragmatic in terms of where we are and where we're going. Yeah. Um, but for us, it's just build and pace, build momentum. Yes, there's one eye on the horizon there, as we mm. say in there, and we can joke about it. But really, day to day, we try to stay quite grounded in terms of what is it that we're looking to deliver in terms of this week, yeah. you know, this sprint cycle. And it's those, those 10% gains, 10% improvements. Like, can we do that? Can we achieve it? Uh, and before you know it, we'll be there in terms of yeah. where we want to be on that North Star. Cool. Now, um, you've actually made some hires through your appearance on the podcast in the past, I believe. Is that right? Uh, which ones is the I question? Think it was Andrew, wasn't it? Uh, Andrew Fanner, there we yeah. go. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so he, yeah, so one of one of the team, exactly, the, the power of podcasting, yeah. my friend. So on, uh, on that note, if there's anybody listening who wants to be part of this Cape journey, or we get loads of founders listening to this as well who might want to be interested in the beta phase, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Uh, like him <laughs> come hit me up on LinkedIn I think he did yeah. um, and he literally messaged me and the same with uh, same with anybody else who's listening out there and interested to come on our journey like we'd love to bring them on board we'd love to give them the tools to help them manage the cash flow put more money back in the pocket um, so if there's anybody out there that's interested in terms of what we're uh, building with Kate please uh, either hit me up LinkedIn or um, or, message, or email me Ryan at getcape.io I'm actually off all of the social media that's the only one I've got left is LinkedIn these days right. so um, so best yeah email or LinkedIn I think uh, I'll get back to you straight awesome. away awesome well mate this has been so cool um, great to see you at Intersect but you know again I just cool to see you know, this journey of the last two and a bit years and, and things really getting traction awesome well mate thank you for all the support yeah we well appreciate it Well, thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed that chat, we've got plenty more from Intersect. 
If you're new to the show, please hit follow and leave us a review. And if you're coming back, thanks so much for your support. It really helps us promote the Aussie ecosystem to a global audience. And if you want to connect with me, reach out on LinkedIn and Twitter. Fintech Chatter is presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in fintech executive search. We'll help you build world-class fintech ventures by connecting you to world-class talent. And you can find out more at tier1people.com.